And this is the Kill Your Gods podcast. My name is Jesse Dram, your host as always, as we do a dip, a deep dive, a dip, deep dive into popular culture. And uh, we make fun of it and make dick jokes and whatnot, though we don't really need any assistance in that today. But first, my guest this week, I've had him on before to talk about pop punk. And uh, we talked about something else once. I don't remember what it is, but oh, well, (laughs) I know we've done a few. Your friend and mine, Joe Griffo. How you doing, Joseph? Hey guys, how's it going? I am well. Good, very good. Did you get a haircut? Like a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. You're Got looking right before you, your wedding, like the day before your wedding. Uh, you're, you're you're looking extra Jermaine Clement today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, Joseph, before we get started, um, wow, this cat this cat is cutting a giant turd right now leaning into it i have a new kitten folks and uh, he is constrained to this room with me right now because the other cat does not like him too much yet but uh joseph before we get going what do you have to promote right now um right now i am well i'm going i'm traveling for work i'm not re- i can't really talk about it i'm actually leaving tomorrow for something um hmm. then after that i can't i Stuff's coming up, but I can't really talk about it. So when I can talk about it, we, I'll, I'll talk about it. All right. Well, in the meantime, follow Joey on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, at Joe Garifo. Uh, Clay Nation show still? On uh, Instagram, yeah. On Instagram. Um, I don't want to record an intro for this episode, so I'll just do my shit as well. You just missed me at the Flying Fish Brewery, but I think you'll be able to catch me there uh, next month. Don't have a date on that yet. June 15th, I will be at Helium Comedy Club competing in Philly's Funniest. Come on out and see me for that. Uh, July 11th, I have my first ever show in New York City, which at the Broadway Comedy Club, which should be a lot of fun because I'm agoraphobic and don't want to travel to New York City and haven't been there in 10 years. So uh, maybe you might have to meet me in Weehawken on that one, but I will be somewhere in the general area pissing my pants so we're doing kids 90s kids movies month this podcast again just jumps all over the place i say it's about dissecting fandoms but ultimately it's about whatever the fuck i want to talk about and originally joseph was going to be doing a full month of these with me before he got that gig out in parts unknown so instead we're going to stick to this one it's the thing that made me want to do a month of kids movies the fucking bizarre uh 1991's ladybugs joe what memory do you have of this movie as a child because i remember it as a kid too it it was basically like weird bug-eyed guy makes his son dress like a girl for a soccer team and that was it it was it was fine what'd you say wasn't even his son that's right his stepson not even his stepson his girlfriend's his girlfriend's son that's listen uh, i need my girlfriend's son to wear a wig don't ask me why um my memories of this movie i mean i know i watched it a million times as a kid all but like i hadn't seen it until you know we were gonna do this so i haven't mm-hmm. watched it many, many years and um the only thing i remember was when like the the mrs doubtfire scene where uh the the girl comes over and he's got to change into being a boy, then back to being a girl, and then running up and sliding down the steps. Like visually, that was mm. all 
about the movie. I didn't remember any specific jokes or anything like that. Well, I think it's better that we didn't remember any specific jokes because the running theme of this movie is going to be who the fuck is this movie for? Because it's, I don't know. Uh, who decided that fucking filthy, I can't get no respect Rodney Dangerfield needed to be anywhere near children, let alone for 90 minutes in a girl's soccer movie. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's one of those movies that uh, it's it's been coming up lately. There's been retrospective articles on it because I think it hit 20 years on the movie A Knight's Tale, the Heath Ledger movie. Because that's another another film where people kind of marvel like, how the fuck did this ever get produced? Like, because just, just think about it. It's like, okay, we have teen heartthrob Heath Ledger. What are we going to do with him? We're going to put him in a jousting tournament. Also, it's going to have a classic rock soundtrack. And they're going to be like, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's not really the middle uh, medieval times. Like, who who wants to see that? There is no genre. There's no movie like that, you know? I guess that's why they wanted to do it because there was no movie like it. I mean, I didn't hate A Knight's Tale when I saw it, but I've never Oh, no, 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 no. I think gen- generally people really like it, but it's still just, it's a very confusing pitch. You- you've done film. How do you pitch that movie? Well, we're going to do a medieval times with a modern day rock soundtrack, or I guess, wait, what was it? It was a classic rock at the time, but still not music that was around then. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I saw somebody on Twitter talk about that the other day where they talk about like rock radio confuses me because it's been 30 years and they still say the 80s, the 90s, and today. Like how fucking your today goes 21 years. Can we not get up to date on something? 80s, 90s, and today. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been 21 years um, since the 2000s started. So, yeah. Uh, Rock music is dead. I don't know. Yeah, back to who is the, the this movie for? Um, I don't know because it's not like a kid's. It's not like the Sandlot. It's not even like Bad News Bears, where you get to know all the players on the team really, where you mm-hmm. hang with them a good amount of the movie. This is a Rodney Dangerfield movie. Yes, first and foremost. So it's not like that. Were the fact that we're even counting it as the kids movie. Because it doesn't have that same feel as like a Sandlot or, you know, a, a movie with a group of kids on a sports team. It doesn't, or Mighty Ducks. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, know? it doesn't. It doesn't hit those beats. Aside from the, you know, everybody finds their like hidden the the thing that makes them suck. They find their hidden thing that makes them great. They they do that like twice with with only two of the characters. I think the, the girl. Well, no, 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 no. They they do uh, well. It shouldn't apply to her soccer game really, but like the kind of ugly girl and they ugly her. They, they Rachel Lee cook her. She's all that up in the movie. And you know what I find hilarious is that the ugly girl, once she takes off her makeup and like all that shit, she literally looks exactly like the one that's supposed to be like the cute kind of slutty one. Yeah, she does. The one that's I broke a nail. Exactly. We'll get in depth on that. We'll, we'll get in depth on that. Um, <laughs> The fucking the, uh, the 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 Chinese goalie, which I only mentioned because that's gonna have a payoff. The really okay, hold on, we can't jump ahead too much on that because that's a whole chunk of the movie and it is bizarre. Uh, the only thing I can think of in a parallel to the time is that ten years before this, Richard Pryor played uh, did the movie The Toy, where he was like a, a black man who was basically bought to be the toy of a young uh, Scotty Schwartz from. A Christmas story and eventually pornography 
to be his personal toy. Yeah. But I guess that's not even a kid's movie because it's, uh, I don't know. I don't understand why a Rodney Dangerfield person would want to see this. And as a little kid, I just assumed like, you know, there's, there's people four years older than me. So it must be from me. It, when I, it's weird because like, as a kid, I loved Rodney Dangerfield and I, mm. I, I was way too young to see any of his movies, except for maybe back to school. That one's kind of yeah. Back to school is pretty innocent. E- easy money. He's straight up like whoring yeah. it up. And... and that movie I saw right around the same time as Back to School, and I'm talking like single digits, maybe. Mm. Uh, I don't even think I was double digits yet. So like I had always loved them just because of how he talked and like his mannerisms. So maybe that had something to do with it. And they had a habit of making movies for kids that weren't for kids, like or like you know all the cartoons that are based off rated R movies and stuff. Like so. Maybe they were like, let's take Rodney Dangerfield. And they did a cartoon with him too, didn't they? With the where he was a dog. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. You know what's funny? Speaking of that, so my uh you know my cousin Ashley, her her son has been dealing with a little bit of bullying at school. So I try it's not it's not even bullying. You know how there's like the sensitive kid that doesn't know how to take a joke and then it just becomes picking on. I tried to teach him some comebacks. One of them being a Rodney Dangerfield, like, oh, when you were born, you were so ugly, the doctor slapped your mother. <laughs> and because he's nine, I had to explain, like, well, when a baby's born, they smack the baby on the butt so it'll, like, breathe. But uh, long story short, he ended up, instead of, you know, using this appropriately after being made fun of, he stood up in the entire class and just said, I know a joke. Uh. <laughs> This this poor kid came to oh. the wrong uncle for I frankly I should have just told him to hit the kid. He would have been better off. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Uh so fun fact on Rotten Tomatoes, this has a score of 12%, which I don't I, I honestly don't understand why anybody gives a shit about Rotten Tomatoes, if not for the audience score, because the audience score gave it an A minus. Yeah. So. It is funny. Like I hadn't seen it in years and I was, I was, I was laughing out loud while rewatching it at a lot of the, at a, a good deal of it. I was laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are one liners that he says. So, I mean, you can honestly, all the funny things you can remove from this movie and put it in a different movie. Cause they're all just one liners. Oh yeah. But the premise is, you know, yeah, the premise is all right. Well, here, let, let's go to our first clip. Uh, this is actually, I don't understand the start of this. The start of this is Rodney Dangerfield's character is named Chester. I will be changing because it's just Rodney Dangerfield. But uh, it starts where he is at like a sort of seminar, like a Tony Robbins style seminar where they're talking about, you know, how to get ahead in business, etc. But he, um, yeah, he, he's trying to get a raise, I think. And he needs confidence. So let, let's take a look at this thing real quick. Oh, wait. I didn't put on the audio, did I? Hold on. Um, I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I remember it. I, I know you do, but if you can't hear it, I don't think they can hear it either. No. Which is funny, talking about theys who are not here right now, but like may listen. Share screen. Share screen, you piece of shit. Share Sound. Here we go. Fill you with insecurity and self-doubt. Rip it out. <laughs> I am great. I am great. I am wonderful. I am wonderful. Everything 
Everybody likes me. They're just ripping this off from Stort Smalley. So that doesn't I, that comes up in a joke in like three minutes and never again in the movie. Wait, wait, uh, in traffic. That's right. Yeah, some he's doing it in traffic, and a guy next to him says, "Hi, I'm Larry. I think you look like an asshole." And I think Rodney's comeback is uh, like, "I might have been born an asshole. With you, it's contagious." Doesn't even really make sense, but I mean, maybe I should have I should have taught Nolan that joke. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. That was a weird opening to something that has nothing to do with the movie. It's not like it's not like he's like a, at a seminar for his job or anything like that. Right. Well, he's going to he he's trying to work himself up to ask for a promotion. That that's what we know is happening here. Um so Ronnie's name is Chester Lee. He has a girlfriend. Her name is Bess, but you don't need to know that. Her name is basically Rodney's girlfriend. She has a son named Matthew in the first scene together. Rodney, okay, uh, great Rodney joke. Uh, he catches Matthew watching lingerie models in a music video where he makes the quip, you watch that too hard, you'll strain your eyes. And then other places. <laughs> Which, oh, man. Go ahead. You know what's funny? Even if I was a little kid, I think I would have known what that meant. And you know why? Beavis and Butthead mentioned masturbation so much that I... I knew the basics of what it was long before I was capable of it. I love Beavis and Butthead. Um, about seven minutes into the movie, this is Chester or Rodney Dangerfield just sexually harasses the secretary. Yep. Just like for like for it's like a it's like a two minute scene. I think it's it goes on for a while where he's just like, hey, uh, I can't even remember. I didn't write any of the specific. Oh, I, I, I have one. I have one. I can't believe you were never married. You're too particular. What do you say we practice till you meet the right guy? Oh, man. I was just like, oh. Then right after that, where he's talking to his boss, and the boss's wife leaves, and he's like, she can handle all the police. She handles all the policeman's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, one of the weird things that makes this a kid's movie is the fact, I feel like any other movie that boss would just be fucking around on the side, but no, it's just his super hot wife. That's interested this whole time. Yeah, he's exactly. You think at first when I was rewatching it, I, I did not remember that that was the wife. And I thought just, yeah, no, it, it seemed like some bimbo he was saying, but no, just, just his hot wife. Yeah. Uh, the problem with them is they don't, they'd rather win than, than, you know, encourage their daughter. That was that's right. All right well, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. So the whole thing is Chester wants to marry his girlfriend, but he wants to make make more money to give her the wedding she deserves. Now he works at the Mullen Company, where it's not clear what they do, but he's a, a salesman there. He's friends with a secretary named Julie, played by Jack A. So I don't know if you caught this. Uh, this is again. This is going to be a who is this movie for? Let's watch the baffling song Jack A sings to herself that may be the greatest thing ever. Men, they only want one thing. But if they don't want to marry me, they ain't getting that thing no more. Because if I can't sell it, I'm gonna sit right down on it before I ever give it. 
So again, kids movie. We're not even 10 minutes in. Like, man, all men want is pussy. And if I can't sell it, I'm going to sit on it before I give it away. <laughs> Wonderful. That actually reminds me of one of my favorite anecdotes ever. Uh, I, I think the main, woman's name was Jean Baptiste. She is the oldest woman to have ever lived. She lived to 121. When she was being interviewed at like 110, she said this beautifully filthy line that only a French woman could give. Uh, she said, I'm 110 and I only have one wrinkle and I'm sitting on it. That's awesome. Yeah. America does not do old people right. Like that is the fucking old person I want to deal with there. All right. So uh, he talks to his boss's secretary, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what? I wanted to get into a little discussion on this. So we see that he has this conversation with the secretary where he's basically sexually harassing him, but she finds him charming. So Joey, I know you, much like me, took way too many lessons from film. What are some horrible romantic lessons from uh, movies that you, th that, that you think we have learned oh, the wrong man. way? So many, dude. Like going back, like all the romantic comedies that I loved and stuff, I'm like, wow, it's just... For example, say anything like if you stood outside of, a, of someone's house with a boom box over your head, which I like in your eyes, you better really hope that person likes you. Yeah, <laughs> the cops will be called like, it's like these things are cute in movies, but in real life are very creepy. And like, but like, you know, you know, it took a while to unlearn that stuff because like it's it's. So I can think Before of a few. The fact that if you just keep on trying, that's right. Say yes. Like no, that's not no. You leave leave that poor woman alone. <laughs> so that that might have actually been sound advice at one point because my grandmother flat out said like I was dating another boy and your grandpa was just a pain in the ass. Like, let me take you to a play. Let me take you to dinner. And like now I'm dating Andy. Well, one day she he wore her down and went to a play. And her boyfriend got so fucking angry he broke up with her. So she ended up marrying this fucking nerd who wouldn't leave her alone. Yeah. Well, see, and that's how times have changed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, back then it was you got married to somebody who grew up within a half mile of your house, and it was just whichever guy wore you the fuck down first. So I think of bad romantic lessons. I think number one, you can't ask a girl to kiss her. You can't. That ruins the moment. You need to just know. So it, it was. It, it wasn't just like, oh, we didn't ask about consent back then. It was actively discouraged. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at like like things like Pepe Le Pew and stuff. I know he's canceled now, but I remember saying this like 15 years ago when I I was like, man, this is just like won't. Just harassing that cat. Yeah, Dave Chappelle mentioned that. Like, oh yeah, I watched my nephew watching it. Who the fuck is this French rapist that can't take a hint? That's right. I forgot. Uh, Chappelle said that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just like a lot of that stuff, and then you know, I mean, like, just to, like 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 women were trophies and you had to do something to win their affection. Exactly. But then it, it didn't, they, a lot of the times, like a lot of those movies, they, they, they want the, the, the popular pretty girl. And then they wind up with the best friend, like better off dead. 
or um... oh yeah better off dead dude that girl was so much cuter than beth was beth uh from uh, is that amanda wise was that amanda wise i think um, so yes yes she was in nightmare on elm street i always thought uh william zabka was in that movie and he's not <laughs> i don't know who william zabka is uh, johnny lawrence from cobra cut the, all right so i think better off dead the trope had existed a little bit. I think that was the first movie where it kind of like really cemented for me. Like, oh, the bad guy is a blonde dude who's sort of handsome, but kind of has a butt face and he's a jerk off because he looks just like the guy from Karate Kid. I know. And I've seen that movie. I don't know. Countless. It's, it was one of my favorite all time favorite John Cusack movies, but it wasn't until like with the, the last. But as a teenager, like I always thought that was Johnny Lawrence or the whole, you know, up until the last five years, probably like five years ago, and I was like, "That's not, that's not him." <laughs> like, yeah. Also, in Better Off Dead, Dead. Speaking of uh, who is this movie for? Famous alleged Nickelodeon pedophile Dan Schneider. He's in that. Oh yeah, he's he's Ricky. Oh my god. Yeah. If you if you guys don't know, so in the movie Better Off Dead, there is a uh, speaking of offensive shit for kids. The really? fucking weird family across the street get a foreign exchange student just so that she'll hopefully date their fucking weird fat son, uh, Ricky. Ricky, the actor's name is Dan Schneider. He would go on to make a bunch of uh, TV shows for Nickelodeon and has a lot of really inappropriate, like, foot fetish shit in everything he's worked on. He's in Good Burger. He was the, the boy showed up to work without his pants. Yep. It's all, it's it's rumored that he is the biological father of uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. Really? Yeah. Just go go look up Dan Schneider pedophile and uh, I know who he is. I just forgot. Like once again, saw Better Off Dead. I mean, I watched it as recently as last year, and I never put two and two together that they were the same person. Well, I'm glad I, I can taint future viewings for you. Thank you so much, Jeff. <laughs> Ruining everything one day. <laughs> That I'm good for. Uh, at least, well, you know, no, hmm. his character was was a sleazeball anyway. So. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Although, it's still great. I'm, gee, I'm sure I'm sorry we blew up your mom, Ricky. Blew up, Ricky. <laughs> um, little note I have here. What fucking state is this movie in? I cannot figure it out. I think the license plates suggest it's like Washington. Or something like we see mountains in the background. It doesn't look like California. There's no palm trees or anything, but it's a weird like I don't know. I couldn't pick it, pick out the city skyline, and the movie's not popular enough to have that much trivia about it online. I really have no idea. I wasn't. I I don't know. I didn't notice any of the license plates. It's, I was trying to figure it out. Usually, when they show like a skyline, it's. They'll, you know, be nice enough to show a sign like "Welcome to fucking Tacoma" or whatever, but not here. Speaking of songs, real quick, I just watched the the new Saw movie, the Spiral, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, they kept showing skyline shots of Philadelphia, but the whole movie was was apparently shot in Canada. But I mean, I don't even think the movie takes place in Philadelphia. So what was the point of that? I... Uh, they they just needed like American city, so they put Philly in. That was just a total side note, but I just watched it, so I was like, "I was doesn't they never mention the city, but they keep showing sky. anyway." Interesting. I, if you're not from Philly, you wouldn't know what the hell city was. Who cares? Yeah. Um. So, 
Actually, you know what? Stupid Philly uh, movie thing real quick. Again, this is the little shit the movies put in that like fucking it's cool, but it's kind of they ruin it. I remember I was in the theater to watch the Gerard Butler movie Law Abiding Citizen. And out of nowhere, like the cop in the movie needs to be given extra powers to, uh, you know, take down the bad guy. And the fucking mayor gestures for somebody off screen to come in. And it's fucking Philadelphia mayor Michael Nutter. So, of course, like, it throws everybody off the movie, but everybody in the crowd's like, ah, shit, it's that guy that I don't like and didn't vote for. And then, or, like, geographically, like, they're driving over the bridge into New Jersey, but but then they wind up somewhere in the city, and you're, or, like, that, that happened a couple times in Law Abiding Citizen, where I was like, where they were driving was just not in the right direction right. well they, they want the philly skyline in the background but because you know they can't show you fucking driving into camden but there's there's one like i-95 really and i guess 76 mm. the only two that's it so yeah. you have to go you know pretty much it all right so Chester and Julie show up to coach the girls and the team sucks. Apparently the team was great, but now there's only one player left from that team and everybody else is new. Here are the characters. First, Sally Wellfelt. She's kind of a 12-year-old slut, I think is what they're going for. Like, she introduces herself with her list of turn-ons, which they all like, I enjoy going to the mall. Good-looking guys. Shopping. Good-looking guys. Ugh, I don't like her. I don't, I don't care for her. Like her. No, well, that's what I mean. You don't. You, we don't spend nearly any time with these kids either. No, we all. we get their one characteristic, and then we're on it. Like Carmelita Chu. Uh, well, actually, we get two things. We she we she, we know she's the goalie. She says she likes butterflies, which has a payoff because she gets distracted by butterflies all the time, and she's Asian, which will come up. Um. Awkward nerd girl, Penny Pester, which is a great fucking awkward girl name. Penny Pester. They always do that in the movies, too. It, it, it can never be like, oh, my name's, you know, Ashley Mason, and I'm just a little awkward. Like, it's no, my name is, my name is Gertrude fucking Pancake Face. Just a little on the nose. Uh, she has big dumb glasses and a big dumb bow. She thinks she's ugly. Of course, she'll be hot for 12-year-olds. Nancy, Nancy Latimer, the black girl. Again, this is important to her character. I wouldn't mention it. The only one left over from the previous year's champs. And of course, Kimberly Mullen, the boss's daughter. Chester treats her extra nice because she's the boss's daughter. Um, weird thing. They don't have practice. It's straight into opening day. Like, we don't see how bad they are except for the first. Yeah, that's true. There, there is no practice. We don't see anything. He just asks them all. Uh introduce themselves and they're all like it's my first it's my first year except for uh the one girl and then um yeah they play the game and they lose and then the boss is mad at him and like you better win the next game is your job's in line sir yeah <laughs> um a weird thing during the match is they actually have like a minute-long conversation between jack a and rodney where Jack A is like, yeah, that little black girl's good. You know, black people are the best at sports. And then Rodney goes down a list of like, <laughs> black people best at sports. What about hockey and water polo and fencing? Pretty much everything, but like, <laughs> know your place. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was out of nowhere. And just not the, the fact it kept going. Like, it wasn't just like, what about hockey? 
Oh yeah, like, he, he could have let the, could have totally left it at that. That seemed like <laughs> hold on, I'm working this one out. <laughs> um yeah, that was weird. That was a weird um I mean, you know, not the early nineties, man, it's weird, weird times with that stuff. Like that. It was. It was a it the was whole premise of this movie is bizarre because the, like with, with by today's standards, uh, like you can't like a lot a lot of the jokes are like like when they're when they're in the dressing room. Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. Stuff like that, like funny, but like, well, the dressing room part is just context. That's what's funny about it. But the, 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 um, like the men's room, women's room scene. Uh, yeah, we can, we, well, actually, you know what? We can talk about, uh, hold on, hold off on that just for a minute because we're going to get to the whole wacky montage for that. Uh, so they lose nine to nothing. Mullen tells him to get his shit together. So Rodney approaches his soon to be stepson, Matthew, who's great at soccer. Long story short, convinces Matthew to dress up as a girl as, as Martha and join the team. He has a crush on Kimberly and agrees as an excuse to get close to her. So Matthew goes to watch the girls play and we get an incredibly uncomfortable montage scene. Again, these are things that uh, you only learn later are inappropriate. Uh, yes. so he- second mom i'm recording a podcast with jesse right now i don't i have to go after this (laughs) hi patty my mother had surgery and she keeps bothering me every 10 minutes so how how dare she tell her we are making art all right so we have this wonderful scene where matthew was going to have a fantasy about uh, kimberly and I really just want to underline here that this actress is 15 years old at this point. Remember, what other movies were Jonathan Brandison in this area era? Karate Kid 2. So yeah. So yeah, the the let let's put the fifteen year old in her bra and panties is a yeah, little. Okay, the underwear fantasy thing was um I can't see the clips when you're showing them. I can only hear the music. Um, ah shit. Okay, my bad. I'll fix it. But we we're not gonna go back on that one. But yeah, awkward. Why? It's bizarre. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, you. She okay. So she was 15 at the time that they filmed it. The yeah. that Shaw, right? From Hocus Pocus. Right. Yes, Vanessa Shaw. And listen, like I, I was a kid once. I remember. Yeah, I didn't strike me as I, anything bad. I, I thought it was awesome as a little kid. Exactly. Like as a kid, being as an age appropriate child, younger anyway, younger than her. Um, I was probably Thora Birch's age when from hocus pocus you know what i mean so like that's how well i i feel like thora birch has been was fucking like the indie brooke shields like her mom was just putting her naked in fucking movies from the time she could crawl well i just meant as an age comparison to how old vanessa shaw would be compared to like me and you um, oh okay like as a young kid like nothing wrong with it as an adult watching it now once again she's older than me but it's mm-hmm. still it's it's up to a producer to get in the middle between between the film and the eight year old boy and say, hey, maybe let's not have jiggling jailbait tits in the movie. Maybe. 
So I'm trying to remember what else was Matthew Brand- uh, John Brandis in. I know it was like Karate Kid Two. No, no, no. Sidekicks. Oh, okay. I have no recollection of Sidekicks unless the Chuck. Like I think Chuck. I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about it. I think uh, Chuck Norris was like his imaginary friend, maybe. Oh my. And- Maybe I, I could be completely wrong. So just don't, I don't remember. It's a movie with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Brandis, and it has to do with karate or Kung Fu or something. Um, He's a kid. I remember in like a lot of movies from that era, but now I can't put my finger on at all. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, Cause river Phoenix. I know all of them, like Jonathan Brandis was in ladybugs. Sidekicks Sequest, right? Sequest. Of the show, oh, um, with a hat with a dolphin, right? There's a dolphin on it. Checks out. There's a there's a sea. If you're on a quest, you would probably want dolphin above all others. Head shark. I don't remember. I really don't remember. Um, all right. Well, hold on. I got I got his filmography here. So let's see if I can. Uh, did a voice in Oliver and Company, a voiceover of Pet Cemetery, Stepfather Two. Never ending story two. That's the big one he was in. That's right. That's what it was. Here's my phone. Yeah. And he's in uh, Dumb and Dumber for a minute. And Who? what? Who is he in Dumb and Dumber? He's a kid on a commercial. Hmm. Yeah, he says he's uncredited. Sadly, fucking killed himself in uh, the 2000s. But oh, well. Okay, um, so Matthew is now Martha. Oh, well, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sucks. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, we, that's Hollywood. Well, I mean, we've dealt with it personally, too. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we can get to the clip here of we finally get to see Martha in action. And uh, she's a bit of a ball hog. So tell me, you can't see this at all. I have it on uh, screen share. All I see, I see the outline, and then when you hit play, I just see the this thing at the. I just see a black screen. Shit. Okay. Well, this might be uh, I don't know something they have built in. So I guess we can't share Amazon Prime. I have no idea, but that might be it. Okay. Think, are these clips on YouTube? They might. They're probably on YouTube. Uh, they, uh, I'm sure they are, but it's going to be hard to find. So, what? I'll just put this on real quick for the people watching. So, you get the basic gist. Matthew is Martha now. Uh, say that one more time. If it's screen recording, it might screen record the black screen, so they might not be able to see it at all. Well, I'll I'll deal with that when I come to it. Oh shit! Now that I pause it, I can clearly see this is not Jonathan Brandis. Oh, in the yeah, I can't see where you pause it with the. Sorry. Um, hmm. It's his stunt double. It is his stunt double, but like, still, it's such a close up that I'm surprised I could not see that. Actually, uh, I fe- that's one of the tidbits of trivia I did find is that the end of the movie when they're playing like the really good team, it's kind of obvious that it's like boys in wigs. Did that you think that I didn't notice what I wasn't paying that close of a, attention, but uh, mm. I wonder why they would do that. 
I, I, I probably because they just needed a really good team that could like like good kids that could really play soccer. And we all know girls uh, suck at soccer compared to boys. Oh, really? Is in that, 1991, yes. Was that the, is that how it is? Really? I am oh. a sexist in only one way, Joseph. Women can do anything. They have complete autonomy over their bodies, but they are not better than men at soccer. Okay. Soccer. Men are better at soccer, apparently. According to Jesse, men are better at soccer. They're I better mean, they're better at everything else. I don't even I haven't watched a soccer game or a football. Football. As the rest of the world calls it, you know, the, the proper term for the sport. Um because <laughs> they use their goddamn feet. <laughs> it's it, um, it checks out. It makes sense. It makes sense, but um whatever. We're back to what we were talking about. All right. So we're going to jump ahead to another clip. This one is almost all audio based. So you can get in on this one. Hopefully the people at home can see it. But uh, despite the fact that he's already dressing as a girl, they need they need more. They can't just slap a wig on Matthew and expect to be Martha. He's got to engage with these girls. So we get a hilarious scene where uh, Rodney takes Matthew to the store where basically he's going to get a dress so like oh which is for his twin sister let's get him in there to uh <laughs> yeah it's for it's for his twin sister so we're gonna have him try it on so let's just take a listen to some of the hilarity because as they're getting dressed in this fitting room we're going to see a woman and her little girl come sit down outside and uh really fail this young boy who seems to be in terrible danger Sorry, All right, so Chester's helping him put the wig on. He's helping yeah, him zip up the dress. The lady's coming and sitting down, and all we're seeing are the feet at the bottom of this fitting room. Just remember, we gotta be careful. I don't want your mother to find out. She'll kill me. <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Don't worry, I'll be finished soon. <laughs> Ow, take it easy. That hurts. Ow. Don't worry if it's too tight, you'll get used to it. Wowza. So that was the scene that made me go, we need I need to do an episode on this. Well, then right after that, they leave, and then he's like, Oh, that's a cute little girl. And he goes to touch her face, and the old yep. lady heals over. It looks like she died too. Like, oh, yeah, like I said, this old lady look, Joe Paterno has nothing on this old lady. Like that was it was pretty clear this wasn't horseplay, this wasn't locker room shenanigans. Like she sees this whole thing, says nothing, does nothing. When he comes out and threatens her daughter, she collapses like a fainting goat. I blame this woman more than anything else in this scene. But funny, like one of those, that reminds me of like a Frasier or something on Frasier or something where just mis- miscommun- or misunderstanding mm-hmm. of, you know, I love those types of things. And I think even as a little kid, you remember it as like, oh, yeah, that's funny because it looked like he was in there with a girl and you don't really pick up the nuance of uh, if it's too tight, you'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, there is there's another scene in this. We got to get to it. I don't want to jump ahead. It's very made me very uncomfortable while watching. Like, um, uh, Which one is that? Involving Penny Pester. 
Okay. Yes, we will get to that. That's yeah. another one you can do on audio alone. Uh, so Martha gets better at coaching on the field. So now he's not just winning. The girls like him now. There's a weird scene where Bess shows up and she can't see her son in a wig. Luckily for her, it's the stunt double. So she'll never recognize him. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of little, mo- I feel like that's a setup for the much better scene at the house later. Um, Pester feels scared, but Martha encourages her. She starts doing good. I, one of the things I love about this movie is Kimberly just stinks. Like she'll get a redemption at the end. She is not good. She does not respond to coaching. And her father is straight up like, I need this trophy. You bitch get off out. Yeah, the father just didn't care. He he wanted to win. That was that was what made him evil in this. The, the both parents, I'm sorry, but uh, that was what made them evil. They mm-hmm. just win, and they did not care about their daughter. You know, it's, it's a shame. It's a quite a shame. Very. Um, oh, there is a scene where Martha gets hit in the balls with a soccer ball, and the nurse comes out. Um. Yeah, that's funny. You get that as a kid. I remember in first grade, a girl saying someone kicked her in the crotch and I didn't get why it would hurt her. I thought they were just like blank slates down there. <laughs> that whole scene, the, the medic runs out and then, um, yeah, that was funny. That was a funny scene. I liked that scene. Yeah. Um, all right, Joey. Sorry, it's another share screen. You're not going to be able to say, oh, oh, let me see if I can't just share everything okay so what can you see right now now i can see the document but but you still can't see the screen itself the screen but it's just black like like i see all the the cast list and the time stamp at the bottom of where you're at but it won't show me the screen itself and i think it like you could probably share it from YouTube, but you probably can't share something like this from Amazon Prime. I don't. I mean, Jeff Bezos, you piece of shit! You've finally gone too far. No, though, because people do like people host Zoom screenings and stuff of things. So, yeah, this is the first time I've tried to do it with Prime, but we'll see. So, anyway, just weird, weird scene. Uh, Martha panics and calls Rodney Dangerfield on his anachronistic car phone. And uh, all the girls went back to Mrs. Mullins' house, and they're going skinny dipping, which seems a stretch. That's that was another weird thing. I was like, all the girls are going skinny dipping. Yeah, in the backyard pool. That's what. I, that's in, in in the backyard pool at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like, like, and they're all underage girls. Why is Mrs. Mullen allowing that? Well, actually, we know why she's allowing this. We see her with her tennis instructor. She's not paying attention. Yeah, I guess she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, um, but just these extremely body positive 12-year-olds are not only like, let's go skinny dipping, but they're like chasing Martha down. Like, where you at, bitch? We want to see. Like, they will not let her go. Was the was the mom, was Mrs. Mullen having an affair with the tennis instructor then? It's, it, it's not suggested too much other than, I mean, I assume... Based on movies, I just assume your wife getting a tennis lesson looks like a guy like fucking perched on her ass while he helps her swing a racket. Yeah. So let's take a quick listen because this is this is gonna lead into two things. My mother, Chester. No, 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 no. Listen, Chester, I'm in big trouble. I'm at the Mullins house. Mrs. Mullen took all the girls to her house after practice. She insisted that I go with her. Just have your ice cream and cake and go home. 
Mr. Jeans. If it was that simple, I wouldn't have called you. Again, like these girls wouldn't understand. Like, that's okay. I have these super body, body positive 12 year olds. Yeah, I know. Like, guys, I don't really want to get naked. Like, nah. yeah. all right. So, here, here's the scene Rodney shows up in, uh, in drag to try and save the day, where he literally, he's not even wearing a wig, he's just wearing a hat with a veil. Yes, I'm here to pick up my daughter, Martha. Mrs. Mama, Mullins hot. Mama, your mother's here. I'm sorry you can't see her, Joey. We don't miss this shot, though. Ah, oh, now you're missing out. When uh, Mrs. Mullin comes out and just bends over and just shows her shit like she's a fucking panda at the zoo. Okay, so also now, he, so he saves Martha for absolutely no reason whatsoever. We're getting... One of the great atrocities of all mankind. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my will. Oh, what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. So bad. So bad. Lily has no has no place in the movie whatsoever. They just like, eh, we need a soundtrack out there. Rap and Rodney did good. What can we bring? For a man who could not sing, they they made him sing often. Yeah, that was a that, you know. Yeah, they're like driving in a car, singing that song for some reason, right? I couldn't see the clip because. Um, oh yeah, I think it's only at the end they show that they're actually singing that, but it's it's over a montage of like the girls are getting better. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the girls are not bad enough to really justify this entire movie. No, but once again, we didn't spend enough time with them to care about how bad they are or if they got better or not. The like the whole movie is just Rodney Dangerfield and then Jonathan Brandis and, and Jack Hay mainly. And mm-hmm. then the girls are like, you know, it this this is not a sandlot. This is not even like or Mighty Ducks or something like that because I don't know you get like two uh, and I'm sure we're about to talk about another scene Penny Pester yeah is that the next one that is the next one I, I have queued up you can't see it but let's let's take a listen to what happens here but I don't think they like me I'm not pretty like the other girls so all the other girls are talking to boys but Penny's hanging back have you looked in the mirror lately? Hey, Julie, do me a favor. You get your mirror with you? Julie, you should be preventing this. Go wait to the car while I hang out with this young girl and tell her how beautiful she is. Takes her hair down. Which, by the way, she has terrible hair. She has like an unkempt lion's mane. Let me see what your glasses off, too. Will you take your glasses off? Oh, she's got and a glass but what about my braces so what big deal huh? up until then it's okay it's really now where it gets like you'll see sparks <laughs> I'll tell you something Penny Pester if I was younger I would definitely ask you for a date just my luck you probably wouldn't even go out with me huh? yes I would Coach Chester 
<laughs> he's negging her. All right. That is straight up like, oh, yeah, I'd ask you out for a date. You probably wouldn't even like me, you dumb bitch. No, no, I would. Like, no, no, you'd probably say, get out of here, you fat wall eyed fuck. Like, no, totally. I'll kiss you. Just, but yeah, that first off was just, was just uncomfortable to watch because you're like, I don't, I don't, uh, also the whole taking your glasses off as someone who wears glasses and how thick her glasses were like that would not make you better at soccer this isn't a bit she's okay at soccer that is not she needs to get over her timidness we've already seen her get over that on the field i'm saying take you won't be able to see like as someone who wears, it's not going to improve your game by removing them for the boys talking about whatever, whatever you want to take your glasses off. Playing the game, you're gonna need the glasses. Oh yeah, and that is like one of the last scenes in the movie is we see like all the girls kind of like come into themselves as uh, in the final game. But I don't get it. She's like, uh, you know, I'll do it, Coach Chester, and she takes her fucking glasses off and her hair out. First off, immediately she's trying to get her hair out of her eyes in every single shot we see. <sighs> yeah, yeah terrible movie um so kimberly comes over to hang with martha and matthew has to hide photos of himself uh she gives martha a hug and matt tries to not get a hard on to his ugly dress oh no chester and bess are back so we get a whole threes company deal where she has to change on and off so as not to blow his cover um really gnarly stunt he keeps like grinding the fucking baseboards down the steps when i was a kid that specific thing of him grinding or like riding the sides of the the, the half stairwell. Mm-hmm. That was it. Um, Wait, did you try that on your, cause I've seen your, your family steps and they do not allow for that. Did you try uh, that? Not in my house. Like my, like I have family members that have houses like that. I would try it there. Um, not really successfully. Usually I yeah, had, it, box. He had shoes on. That's why it was even stranger because I feel like that would and you just fall right forward. You slide. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they were worn out shoes. You know, they didn't have any soles left there. Mm. Um, oh, so Bess discovers that Matthew is faking to be Martha and she's pissed. She kicks Chester out. Um yeah, uh, the last game of the season is up and the opposing coach is a total hardhead jock. Despite all this, Chester decides that he loves best more than winning. So he goes through the game without Martha. The girls are upset and play like shit. And Mr. Mullen demands Kimberly is pulled from this match. Uh, yeah, this is where we find out a lot of girls in the game are very obviously boys in wigs. Joey, I'm sorry again. Go ahead. What? Not Martha. Um, What's it called? She never showed up to the last game um matthew had to go get her ah which is also like the big reveal and they don't show it oh yeah they don't show her personally oh yeah wait doesn't he like pull her aside and like we see him like just take the wig off as like a door closes or some shit he's like we need to talk about something and you just hear her go oh my god and then that's literally it and then, like, you see her, and the next time you see her, she's sitting down smiling, and they're like, because she knows it's about to happen when he reveals that he's a boy to the uh, to all the girls on the team. Mm-hmm. 
She's, she had the entire car ride to get over it. That is one thing here. Nobody is that, with the exception of Bess, nobody's really that like, oh my God. Everyone's just like, what? Oh, okay, let's go win a game. Yeah, and then the... <clears throat> and like the, 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 the epilogue scene oh hold on, hold on. We're, we're not there yet all right so i gotta just show a clip real quick that joe unfortunately you can't see but yeah it is pretty clear these are boys in wigs now that you're looking at this yeah <laughs> yeah that dickhead from the water boys and there is the coach which uh oh Wait, wait, wait. You got the great line. Uh, when Rodney unveils Martha as Matthew to show the girls they don't need boys to win, they're liberated. They can vote. You can burn your bras when you get them. Yeah. Did I read something down about that? I think they... Oh, God. Uh, yeah, look real quick because I got two more clips that you can't see, but you can hear. Go ahead. I, Go. I didn't thought I did, but I did. But yeah, um, just show the clips. Show the clips, God damn it. So one of the truly baffling things in this movie is we see the little black girl and uh, she's good at soccer, but like she doesn't really have any conflict. So they have this bizarre scene where to truly get good at soccer, Jack A has to teach her how to be a sassy little black girl. And it's strange. So let's take a listen here. Girls. You gotta psych them out. You gotta make them lose their cool. What do you mean? Psych them out. Well, I'll tell you what I mean. Let me give you a few tips. <laughs> Can you laughing at? If you could see what I'm looking at, you'd be laughing too. What is the score today? Uh. It won't be like that for long. All right, girls, cut the crap. Let's play. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I'm glad I'm just very strange place to put this in this fucking movie yeah it, like yeah she really didn't have any conflict or anything for her yeah, she was good she was the only one left from the champion ladybugs last year right. exactly but they but once again we don't we don't get to know any of these kids <laughs> no Exactly. Like the girl who all we know about her is that she's really girly girly. And then we get this infamous, infamous scene that even as a little kid confused the shit out of me. I didn't understand any of this. Oh, yeah. I was. Mom, those bitches broke my nail. They broke your nail? Oh, they broke her nail. They broke her nail. You break her nail. Way to go. Get those nail breakers! Get those nail breakers! Get those nail breakers! Get those nail breakers! Who the fuck is this movie for? <laughs> Get those nail breakers. That went on entirely too long. Like, I was just like, what? They, they broke her nail. They broke her nail! Oh, they broke her nail. They broke her nail. And then you, get, like, you, you could have left it right like those bitches broke my nail because I feel like one of the things kids movies lost as they got older is kids weren't allowed to like curse and be little shitheads yeah. kids always had filthy mouths in every movie the goonies bad news bears are dropping fucking n-bombs 
Yeah, well, I mean, let's not. We're not. Not that kind of swearing. Jesus Christ, Jess. I'm, well, so- I'm, not, I'm not saying we need to go back to that time. I'm saying how far we have changed since then. There's anything wrong with... I mean, the movie Good Boys just came out. I mean, you can't, like... They're... I guess it's... the. But then again, that's an R-rated movie. True. The Good Boys? Because that's just kids swearing for two hours. Like I, I, I did not see Good Boys. I figured it was another Seth Rogen thing, much like Sausage Party, where he just took like the thinnest idea of a movie and they just gave him like twenty million dollars. I liked. I now that I think about, it, I can't remember what the actual plot of Good Boys is. They 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 want to go to a party, a kissing party, because they're going to kiss a girl. They, one guy wants to kiss a girl. That's that's what it is. It's so, super bad, but like for middle school kids. Joey, did you ever go to a kissing party in middle school? Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, you know the game Suck and Blow? This is hilarious. Oh, God. Yes. I think, I don't know if that existed before the movie Clueless, but that's where we all learned about it. Yeah, because Clueless was big at that time when I, when I was in like grade school. So you put the piece of paper on your mouth and then mm-hmm. like suck it off your mouth and go around i didn't know how to play this game mm-hmm. i didn't see clueless yet i i was just and i just the term was <laughs> suck and blow right so she had it on her face and i was the first person to, i just went <laughs> <laughs> like third or fourth grade i don't know why we were playing wait wait what year did clueless come out 94 94 i believe so you were probably we're the same age, right? So, what year would that have been? What, what grade? Uh, that well, you were a grade ahead of me, remember? Because you had Philly shit, yes, but sir. uh, it, it it would have been second, third grade, like that. Yeah. Um, By the time they saw it, it would have been a year after. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I I have a traumatic kissing party story that didn't set the tone of my life from there on. Uh. Had a bunch of friends over my house, a bunch of girls over my house. My my stepdad had bought an old-fashioned jukebox that we had, like, singles in in the basement. And I thought it would be funny, like, hey, we're all hanging out, boys and girls. I'm going to put on uh, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Turn it on. Fucking walk into the room like, hey, guys, isn't this funny? Literally everybody is paired up and making out except for me. Oh. And it's not like it's not like there was even another girl there for me to try. It was like it was an odd number, and I just got I I started my own makeout party, and then was immediately uninvited. No, that's that's okay. I'm married now. It's not it's not like I wallowed in that feeling for you know oh twenty years. You did. I did. I did. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so. Uh, again, I don't know how she's good now, but we see Carmelita chew the goalie, make a ton of saves. Good old Rodney gets the cheap line because, again, her name is Carmelita Chu. She's Chinese. Like, hey, Chu, she became the Great Wall. That's the second Great Wall joke. Not in this movie, but that I know of from Rodney Dangerfield because the other's in Caddyshack. He just he just bought uh, real estate on the, the, on the Great Wall, the good side, something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> Um, so Kimberly draws a foul shot. Uh, they don't want her to take it. The parents don't. He has that scene where he like refuses to pull Kimberly out of the game and just kind of shames him, like, you know, fuck you, you piece of shit. Uh, Kimberly draws a foul shot. She makes it. 
Ladybugs win. Matthew and Kimberly make out in celebration. Fast forward, Rodney is vice president and married. Fun little joke here. Soon we'll be hearing the pitter-patter of little feet. Her mother's moving in with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coaching a base, a boys' baseball team. They all get off the bus wearing wigs. And, uh, yeah. That's yeah, that's it. a weird epilogue where they, they, like, the whole thing wasn't about winning, right? That was the, that was his rep, that was his character arc. But then the end of the movie, they, they, they dress the whole girls baseball team oh boys baseball team no girls baseball team up what what do they do they're all so we, we see on the bus it's like boys baseball then we get off we see a banner that says girls baseball and all the boys are wearing wigs and that's really just it leading to oh my god the horrible horror it should have ended right there Instead, the boss lingers for a second to be like, you're doing a great job, Rodney. And he walks off and Rodney looks right down the barrel of the fucking camera and says, hey, I finally got some respect. Freeze frame. That should have been the end of his career. It should have been. He had to fucking... got some respect. Because what was after that? Meet Wally Sparks? Meet Wally Sparks and My Five Wives. I never saw that one. You know what's funny? The director of Ladybugs, I think, directed Wally Sparks. I didn't dislike Wally Spark. I mean, I have once again have not seen it since I was. It's on Prime Video right now. I started watching it the other day. All I remember is he goes, Those, "That squirrel." He was after my macadamias. <laughs> the squirrel goes up his leg, his pant leg, when he's like hiding in a tree. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Ronnie Dangerfield might not be horrible for kids. I guess I don't know. It's. I mean, back to school isn't that bad, except for like, but the the adult jokes kind of go over a kid's head anyway like mm. lay off Vanessa she gives great headache like right. <laughs> like that like and I mean back like back to school would be the least offensive of his great movies right um because easy money yeah that one's that one's pretty and Caddyshack's R-rated yeah he, he did not do as many movies as we remember him I mean well, personally, one of his, one of his greats was Natural Born Killers, but that was, you know, if anything, he turned up the fucking filth on that one. You've seen that, right? He's also in Little Nicky. <laughs> he's the he's oh, the, he's Satan. Well, he's Lucifer. Like, yeah, even in hell, I get no respect. It's the best God. line. That's <laughs> funny. I really liked Little Nicky at the time. It was only as I got older, it was like, oh, this movie's bad. I mean, and- I. Once again, I haven't seen it since I, I was young, but I loved it when I was young. But now it was like it's like one of his most hated movies for some reason, and I don't understand because everything after that I I understand. But until- I mean, there's some dumb stuff in it, like the fucking basketball game where like the entire crowd is just like, "Who sin is in?" Hey, 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 and uh, the, the super devil juice, give me that. It's so fucking stupid. Also, the movie. Re- like Popeye's chicken paid a lot of money. Yeah, they must. Uh, his Popeye's chicken is slightly good. Is the Whatever, shit, isn't it? That's the biggest thing I remember from that movie too. Is is the Popeye's chicken? I thought I, I thought Patricia Arquette was really cute as like the mousy girl. The whole movie is just an ad for Popeye's chicken, but whatever. Yeah. Also, you can tell it was made in like the two years that the Osbournes was on the air by how they fucking wrap it up. 
You know what's weird? I have never seen anybody. I've been to a million conventions. I've never seen anybody cosplay as one of the ladybugs, ever. Ooh. I've never seen. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I've never seen it personally. So I would love to. Like, I'm not like I would like. I just saying like like I've seen a league of their own. I've seen people as basketball. I've seen the Warriors. I've seen Mighty Ducks. I've seen Legends of the Hidden Temple for Christ's sake. But I've not seen Ladybug, and it's just like. Even at horror conventions, people are dressed as like, like, League of Their Own or something. Like so, mm-hmm. or Back to the Future, whatever. So like, it's just weird that no one ever put together a that I've seen. I mean, once again, sure it's happened, but I've it's just I, it's not a popular cosplay. N- Next Monster Mania, you should go for it. It's so easy. I I mean I guess I guess it's the one place you could do it without getting in trouble, right? Because. Well, I guess it, I'm not a I'm not a drag person, and I don't want to dress up as a. Wow, it's that's that's that this whole movie is. Let's put on a dress to be funny. You know what I mean? Like that's what this whole movie is, and that's looked down upon. Um, but if you were cosplaying as a character from the movie where they did that, I I don't know. See, it's it's a touchy, it's touchy. I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be the sequel if they made it today. Fucking Ladybugs two, body dysmorphia, fucking. <laughs> Ronnie Dangerfield, like because I mean, like for one, my I'll, my, my, pro, my pronouns are ass and hole. It's like ten or eleven or something. One, I dressed up as a woman for Halloween, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" But like in, in today's, like that's not, you know, people that like to do that. It's not. It's, it's offensive. Oh, I, I I made a joke on Facebook that I had to delete a while ago. Uh, on Halloween, I posted Happy Halloween, aka Transgender Soft Launch Day. It's like that is a safe, uh, and you know what? This is actually something that came up recently. Um, I saw this happen on fa- this was a Facebook interchange where somebody somebody was trying to do a fucking call out thing for clout. And they were saying, like, can we finally just admit that Rocky Horror Picture Show was transphobic garbage and we shouldn't uh, celebrate it? And some an older person who was more in LGBT circles came in and basically said, like, hey, fuck you, you, you Zoomer piece of shit. When I was growing up as a young queer kid in the middle of nowhere, Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of the first places I could ever dabble safely in any kind of gender play and figure out who I was. And I, and for Halloween and stuff, I think it's all like, it is a great, I don't even think what you said is a joke because it's like true. It's a safe way for people to experiment with how they might want to dress. But then, but then like now you, that's what I mean. You can't do that now. It's like offensive. Like if I, like now if I was to dress up as a woman, it would be offensive. So are you sure? Only one way to find out. I'm going to do it, Jess. I don't want to do it. And back then it was literally for laughs. I wasn't doing it because like I felt comfortable in the dress. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. So that's, that's another thing. Like if someone, so yeah, like I get it. I get what you're saying. I get it. Like people that might want to experiment in Halloween being a safe time to do that. Um, things like that. Uh, but yeah, this whole movie would not, fly today in the sense that you're just you because the gender it's there's you know genders aren't you know i i i still think they could pull it off just because it's not it it, 
for one thing, it's not about like, look at how ridiculous this guy looks in a dress. It, and That's it's all where he shows up. That's that part. Cause Jonathan Brandon uh, actually kind of looked like a girl when he has the wig on. We, uh, we all, we all look like girls before puberty. We just Ronnie Dangerfield though. That was clearly, he's in a dress for laughs at that point. Then look how ridiculous this guy looks at a dress when he shows up to pick up Matthew mm-hmm. from. I mean, I, I think if it were made today, what would happen is when I, I think a subplot would be Bess is going to catch Matthew dressed as Martha and it's be, going to become a like, you know, we support you no matter what. And that would be the sub like she's trying to get him to try on other things. Joey, what I'm saying is let's remake Ladybugs. Let's remake it with with all the new. Um, try to. I don't know, man. That <laughs> That's it. We don't. We don't need to go further down this. We're pretty much done. Uh, the only other th- a note I have here: this is a twenty million dollar budget, which is fucking huge for the time, especially for like a kids movie, wouldn't you say? Twenty million, really? Twenty million, yeah. And it only made fourteen back, which I'm not surprised. Wonder how much Rodney got paid. I bet, bet you most of that went to him. You think? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is still the era where like. Fucking a few years later, when Jim Carrey was making $10, $10 million a movie, it was huge, huge news. Like nobody had really done that. So that's true. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's Ladybugs. Any any final thoughts? Just that overall, I enjoy it, but like it's a nostalgic enjoyment. Like I don't think if I showed somebody today, I mean, the one liners are funny. Mm hmm. Um, overall, I don't know if like a younger kid would necessarily like this movie. It was definitely they would like the Sandlot probably, but not this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, Sandlot. It's I think one of the benefits of Sandlot is also that it's a period piece. It's early sixties. It, it like it takes. We didn't grow up in the sixties, but we can really. I guess it's timeless. But now people have screens and stuff, so we still didn't have screens when we were watching the like mm. like games and stuff. Like we still went out and played baseball. I mean, hell, I played baseball with you in college for Christ's sake. I don't like, I can't remember before you left to go to uh, San Francisco. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Say that one more time. time I ever play baseball. Um, But yeah, like I'm saying, like um, I like ladybugs, but I probably wouldn't be something a younger generation would like. Mm. All right. Well, all right, I guess that's the episode. Thank you guys for watching. Um, again, this is streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. Don't try to screen share it because that doesn't work, as I found out too late. That'll be good to know for the other kids' movies I'm doing. Uh, so far, all I think I'm doing is Little Rascals, and I really want to do Angus because that's like the grunge teens movie. Say that one more time. I love Angus. Angus is good. George C. Scott's in it. You know what I didn't uh, know? Do you know the other movie you've definitely seen that the actor who plays Angus shows up in? What? So remember when they're auditioning assistants in Van Wilder and there's the one fat kid who makes his stomach make a noise? Yes. That's Angus. Wow. Mom, I'm not done. (laughs) That's okay. We can be done now. Uh, love you, Joey. Have fun in your parts unknown job thing. Again, follow at Joe Garifo at Clay Nation Show. All the things. He has great things happening, but he can't tell you. Not yet. Not yet. Somewhere I'll be able to talk about it. Um, hopefully. I, I... 
I, I didn't tell you though. It's apparently back on the thing I was saying. Ah, shifted over. So it works out perfect time-wise for me because by the time I get back, hopefully we'll start working on that other thing. Um, Snoochie boochies. <laughs> What's the significance of that? I don't know. I I could edit that out. I don't think that's important. Yeah, edit that out. I don't. Know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you for doing this. Tell your mother I said hi. Uh, talk to you later, okay, man? Buddy, I'll talk to you. Peace. Peace.